Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful Wheel of Life and another international transmission of You Can't See Us with Starfire and Charlie. Yes, we're back, everybody. It's that time again. Hello, everyone. Hello. We've been uh, we've been away a while. Just just a little while. Yeah. On our last podcast, at the very end of it, we said, you know, there could be a podcast tomorrow. There could be one next week, but we may not do one again. Yeah. And I bet there were some people who were afraid that it was not going to ever happen again. Yeah. Well, here we are. Anyways. We're back. We got Starfire, E.T., Grady Don. Charlie Shafter. That's right. How's it going? Everything's going great. You just came back from, uh, you saw Neil Young and Crazy Horse. I took a uh, quick, quick trip to Tulsa. That was my last trip to Tulsa. Till the next one. Right on. How was it? It was fantastic. What was what was uh, the best part about Neil Young and Crazy Horse's performance? Um, they played Mister Soul. Right on. Buffalo Springfield tune, very unexpected. Um, and then I had kind of had it on like a you know bucket list of things I would love to see them play and it was uh tonight's the night. And they played it. And they played it on chord with it and it was uh it was freaking amazing. It was very uh very stretchy outy, very kinda you know Were they were they spacey? They were, were they, spacey, yeah, they were, were they jammy. They were jazzy. It was uh kinda had a it was almost like how, how an R and B singer would sing it kind of thing. It was they're spacing out the lines a lot and That's cool. That's um, cool. I, I saw the pictures of the stage setup, and it looked pretty impressive. Have you seen his movie Russ Never Sleeps? Yes. No. It's it's that it was that stage set where it looks like these these gigantic amps, and then the thing is, and they have big flight cases that that uh-huh. come down over them, but the amps are actually inside the giant amp. So like. At one point, Neil's like getting feedback, and he's you know up on the amp. Like, so did he play the giant harmonica that was behind him? No, no that that was that's another part of it though. Just you know, there's a big giant microphone in the center of the stage. I thought maybe the bass player might have played that. You know, <laughs> that'd be it awesome. Would have been some low notes coming out of it. Yeah, that. it was because that thing was like as long as your couch here. <laughs> yeah, man. it was huge. It was awesome. It was huge. And uh, oh, just some other just weird shit, man. Neil is fucking weird and awesome and. Cool, completely unique. So, did you go with Daniel Markham, or was there a separate? How did Daniel Markham? Was it serendipitous going? where you guys just saw each other? No, was... no, he he rode with me. Oh, okay. So when Jess and I got tickets, she told her dad because he lives not far away in Kansas City, and Daniel was all, "Oh, ho hum, I'm not gonna get to go." <laughs> well, uh, I guess Jess's dad bought two tickets and then. You know, didn't have anyone to go with, so she said, "Well, do you ah, so Markham give... got a got yeah. a ticket that way. That's cool." And he was like, "Oh yay, get to go to the show." <laughs> if anybody's gonna get a ticket to that show, it should be Daniel Markham. Yeah, well, he was excited, and uh, so yeah, we got to hang out with uh, Jessica's dad and see the show. And he was, you know, he seemed really like into the whole idea. You know, Neil's sixty seven. He sounds about as good as he ever has, I think. Sixty-seven, vocally. so he's pretty young. Yeah, actually, he's Neil Young, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, he's. I think his voice sounds as good as it ever has. His guitar playing is good. He's getting around pretty well. Um, yeah, man, 
Fucking A. Fucking A. Did you bootleg the show? Can we hear the... Uh, Maybe. All right. Might be something in your inbox later. Nice. We'll check it out. <laughs> Beautiful. Right Did they play Cinnamon Girl? Uh, of course. Good. Of course they played Cinnamon Girl. Of course. Girl. And the hoodies were $80, I hear. <coughs> I, uh, you know, I took a quick glance at the merch, but I didn't really... You weren't digging it? You know, it's... Was this like a vintage hoodie that Neil once wore while he was working out or something? I mean... Um, that wasn't washed. I tend to doubt it. It's like a brand new Hanes beefy hoodie that has Neil Young graphics printed on it. Yeah, but probably a little. I mean, you know, the the printing's probably a little, a little faded. You know. Okay. It probably yeah. doesn't look like you just bought it. You so know? that's where the extra sixty dollars go. Yeah, to to really fuck up the print. Okay. What about you, Et? What have you been doing? Uh, I just been in the woodshed trying to be somebody. That's about it. We got Squatch Fest coming up next yeah. week. Squatch Fest, bitches. I'm ready. The first annual 2012 Squatch Fest. It's going to be a hell of an event. Yeah. Too bad you guys out there in listener land can't come. But you'll hear about it. We're, we're going to do some remote podcasting, and uh, we'll bring back some... Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, audio. Yeah, a lot, a lot of audio. But, but it's going to be everyone explaining their experience at Squatch Fest. That's right. How are you going uh, to do that? Well, we're working on getting some generators. We're bringing the whole studio down there. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. far out. That's, that's how we roll. We're actually uh, planning on moving Starfire's house out there. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it, it fits onto a trailer. You yeah. just split it in half and it fits onto a trailer. Go down exactly. The it, fold, it's, it, it actually folds into a suitcase. and then you know. <laughs> There's a road case above it that uh, they, they took off right before you guys got here. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, so uh, that that's gonna be cool. So the debates were last night. I watched those. I didn't watch that shit. I, how it's, was it? It's stupid. It's just stupid. Did Obamni really kick Ron Bomna's ass? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I bet. I, I think it's. It seems like it's so staged because the first one, Romney beat his ass, and then this one, Obama beat. Romney's ass. It is. And then, so now there's going to be one more, and the, the victor will be, you know, because now they're, they're square. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to know why Gary Johnson isn't allowed to be up there in the debate. He's on the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Why the fuck is he not up there? I'll tell you why. Because the debates are set up by a bipartisan commission I that was that. founded by yeah. the Republicans and the Democrats, so they don't want a third party in there. I know all that, but... I just can't believe people today still let that shit happen. You say that, but you actually can believe that, right? Can't. Well, yeah, I can believe the stupidity of man and society. I believe that, but I just can't. What I can't believe is people don't have any common sense anymore. Yeah. Common sense is very uncommon nowadays. And it just takes a little common sense to look on what's going on and go, you know. Maybe these guys are pulling the wool over my eyes. Yeah. And it's been, you know, you can document it back 60 years what's been going on, and nobody still, so they're still going, oh, Romney and Obama, everybody's got their pick. Well, you know, we was going through this with Clinton. We went through this with George Retard, the second one, and the first one. It's just all bullshit, man. Yeah, it's all the same. And, and the deficit gets bigger and bigger from every president on. Then some people say, well, Bill Clinton, he balanced the budget. No, he didn't fucking balance the budget. He just stopped spending for four years. That's all he fucking did. Yeah. He didn't balance anything. The, ba the budget hasn't been balanced since, 
I looked at it. It was like 18 or 17. It was like really soon after the government got going. <laughs> That's the only time in history that it was at zero, market zero Yeah, that we were there. And it's just, it's crazy. And I, I bow out of politics now. I, I completely give up. I, well, this, this is what I've found that's frustrating. So I didn't watch the debates, but uh, when I woke up this morning, I'm kind of looking through the tweets that like a bunch of people are, are tweeting about this shit last night, right? Right. So there's people who are watching it who care one way or the other that tweet uh, this or that, right? And then there's people who say, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear your tweets. You yeah. don't need to tweet about this and stuff. And all of it seems like the wrong way to go. You know, and not that I know exactly what the right way to go is, but it's like, I don't think either one of these candidates has the answer. And obviously one of them is going to be president. Right. So I can see where you can say, fuck that. You know, I, I don't know what else to do about it. But for everyone else, to, or for a bunch of other people to say, uh, we don't want to hear your opinion on this. Like, like especially... A lot of people said artists don't need to say what they think about this shit, which I think is bullshit, right? It's like, if you don't want to hear it, then don't listen to it. We pay taxes also. Well, and I think that discussion is important. I think if there is a uh, discussion and a dialogue among people, especially people who disagree, I like to hear people's point of views that I don't agree with, you know? That's why we can't have you bowing out of politics, man. First First of all, that's bullshit. You pay very close attention to politics, and you seem... You seem pretty informed. So, first, no, you're not going to, and <laughs> you shouldn't, because well, because you're a you're an informed person and you have an opinion, and that could be valuable. It's not. It right. may not be valuable to the masses, and I you think, feel like it's futile, but it's not to me. Yeah, I think that what you're saying is kind of what I'm thinking. I'm want to do too. It's just the, at some point you just got to give up and not care about it. You know, well, I'm not saying I don't care. What I'm saying is, is I uh, I care about politics, but I'm not going to try to sway people's minds anymore because you just can't fix stupid like the comic says. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, for me, is I found out about it through you guys. Made me do research a couple of years ago, and I started doing my own research, and I figured it out, and I figured out the scams in and the fixes in. And I tried to tell people. You know, I got my parents to convert, so I think I won there. You know, I've got right. a few people convert, but uh, I don't think it takes much to really start to see that a lot of this is bullshit. You know, I yeah. I think people hang on to uh, their ideals or their beliefs that they've had their whole life, and that's that's hard to get rid of. But once you start letting go of that and you start just taking things for what right. they are instead of for what people tell you they are, mm-hmm. then. I think it's easier and easier. Exactly. Right. It's like a new pair of underwear. Yeah. At first, it's constrictive, but then it becomes <laughs> a part of you. But then you, know, you, then you have to hear those people. This is the most common excuse that I hear. Well, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, you can, you moron. Go vote independent. That's all you got to do is vote independent. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you don't agree with what's but going see, on, see, I don't even think I don't even think the vote is that important. I think the discussion about the vote is much more important than the vote itself. I think right. the most important thing is local politics now. It I is. I agree with that too. At yeah, the city level, that's where you have to change. It. And then you know, then that you get somebody good in at the city level, they go up in the ranks, and then they become. It's a long process, but it's the only way that you can really try to fix. Which it. is happening right now, right? Thank God for Ron Paul and all those changing all those college kids. Right. You know, they're going to be in charge one day. Oh, God, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't because he was at the game. 
So he didn't watch. He has an opinion one way or the other whether he watched it or not. I bet he does. He's he's a big supporter of Ted Cruz. He goes and does his his little campaign things. See, I Gilligan is a person who I don't necessarily agree with politically, but he he made a comment the other day about at least the discussion is there and that that's important. And I agree with that. You know, I I like to have these discussions with someone like Gilligan because it broadens my perspective. You know, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily change what I believe, but it does maybe uh, add to some things that I believe, you know? And, and it makes me think about things that I hadn't necessarily thought about before. And But see, here's the thing. I, I understand why people say, you know, don't put your posts out there, because I get infuriated by posts that I see. Why, though? Why does it infuriate you so much? That's, that's my biggest question. I don't know why, but it does. It's just like, if I don't agree with it, then... I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? I love it when I see the political posts. Like after last night, after the last two debates, you get on Facebook and you see all that, Mm -hmm. you know, this and that. Well, I love it because I got my notepad and my pencil and I'm writing down who all the idiots are. (laughs) (laughs) And And you're going to hand hand it in to the idiot police. (laughs) And I'm going to remember them. You know, all these people talking about this, you're you're just idiots. I, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, I guess the best way to say it is you're just not informed. Well, I put I tweeted about it last night. I said uh, I can't remember exactly what I said. See, I think that's a great thing about Twitter is you can you can say what you think about it, and if someone doesn't like that, then that's okay. Or if they have a response to that, that's even better. I right. think you know. Well, I, like I had a friend on Facebook that he said I won't mention his name, but he said, uh, "Look, I understand you guys have your opinions, but I don't want to see him on Facebook when I get on here, and I want to see what's going on with my friends." Well, that's, <laughs> isn't that what's going on with this like, yeah. that's like the dumbest thing you could ever say because number one everybody's going to start putting political shit on your page now I definitely am going to <laughs> just to fuck with him but you know the the uh, arrogance of like you know don't put that on Facebook well time out you know we still have a little bit of freedom so it's my Facebook page I don't put political stuff on there and we talked about that in the past Charlie I don't you know, yeah, you know I, put- I don't do that anymore but I think I tweeted, which liar do you think won tonight? Who, who told the best lies? Yeah. Or something like that. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's all good, you know? I, I really enjoy it. That's, what, what annoys me more than anything is the people saying, shut the fuck up. I think that's the most annoying thing yeah. to me. But, but, it's uneducated. But I don't want to tell those people to shut the fuck up, you know? It's right. just, I just have questions about it. Why do you want these people to shut the fuck up? You know, that's, uh, there's just been like, it seems like so people are so outraged about people who care about politics, and it's like, yeah. what's well, like? And then what do I be? All right, you don't want to hear about politics, but you think I want to see what you're about to eat? Yeah, or or the people who say, like, let's you think just I give a shit that your team lost or won. Right. Like, let's just not talk about this until the until the election is yeah. over, and then we'll and then we can all bitch about Whatever, it. It's like, it's cool. <laughs> like, okay, I, I won't put I won't put political shit on here. Uh, if you won't post a picture of your food, yeah, or talk about your your favorite sports team, or how cute I your like or how cute your kid is, yeah. yeah, oh Jesus, so yeah, I like food, I like kids, I like sports, and I have opinions about politics, and, and I, I leave don't them, like some politicians, <laughs> and I leave them off my Facebook, yeah, <laughs> but see, I don't mind people. See, the thing is with me is that, and it's like that with those people too. 
I don't. I love it when somebody's out there like saying how this is all bullshit and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I hate it when somebody's like Romney's a bad or Obama's a bad. Yeah. Then I get fucking pissed and I'm just like, God, it enrages me because I think they're such idiots, you know. Right. So, but I could see how the, those people could think, Oh God, oh, Charlie's shaft is fucking crazy. Well, you know and, what I mean? And you that's know? it. Everyone thinks the same thing, and it's if if you're saying what I agree with or what I want to hear, then keep saying it. Yeah, exactly. But if I don't want to hear it, right. then shut the fuck up. And yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that uh, I think I think you got to just let people say what they're going to say, you know. And well, yeah, oh, yeah, you can't really stop. And, uh, and those, you can either unfollow them or defriend them or well, do whatever or you want. Complain about it, but it's it, um, block them or something. But those are the, also the people that say that I don't give a shit what you think. I don't care. Well, those are also the people that want you to do the heavy lifting on all this. Yeah. Now they're gonna. Now you know they will take. All the the great things that you've worked for, and, and like if you're in a party and you've like pushed a candidate or something good happens, and now the people's going to get, you know, uh, tax breaks and maybe no more income tax. Well, don't you think for one minute that guy that said he didn't give a shit about what you put on Facebook and political to stop it, don't think he won't fucking revel in it. You know, oh well, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I won't pay no taxes. That's that's okay, (laughs) but don't put shit on your Facebook. I hate politics. Well, politics affects us all, and if it doesn't hit you in the pocketbook, it doesn't affect you very much. And when it hits you in the pocketbook, I goddamn guarantee you, you'll pay attention. Yeah, that's the thing. People think it doesn't affect them, and. The, they just don't want you to see how it affects you, you know? Yeah. And you think, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Well, it doesn't have to be. No, <laughs> I know. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people make a lot of money nowadays. And they just, you know, when gas goes to $4 a gallon, it's not even a minor inconvenience to a lot of people. It's just, oh, your gas is up. Let's take the kids to in the Tahoe to the soccer game today, you know? And There's a guy, I'm trying to find his name, that he was the sheriff of Travis County, from 1973 to 1980, like a very beautiful time in Austin, right? Yeah. And he's running for sheriff again. Really? Yeah. And I'm trying to find his name because everybody who can vote in Travis County needs to go out and vote for this dude. Is this in November? It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. It's coming up. And he's, uh, I don't agree with everything the dude has to say, but he definitely agrees with decriminalization of small amounts of marijuana and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, things that waste taxpayers' dollars. Right. But I can't find his fucking name, so we'll, we'll have to get the research team on that. So we had some technical difficulties where we're, we need a new snake. If anybody has a snake that we can borrow. Yeah. Remember, if you're going to send it to us, poke holes in the box, though. Not big holes where the snake can get out, but... Yeah. Small holes. Small holes so it can breathe. And label it live snake. Mm-hmm. Right. Put, some, put a mouse in there with it. 
Actually, take that back. We don't need a live snake. We need a recording snake. So I'm getting uh, fancy earplugs today. I got to go there and be there at 1240. Yes. Fill out paperwork and to get my ears, whatever they do with them. What do they do? What can I expect? Did you ever have braces when you were a child? No. I have perfect teeth. Do you you know... (laughs) I'm just kidding. Do you know know how how they do braces? Have you ever seen that or uh, seen it on TV? It seems... How it's made? How it seems scary. It's it's similar. They use this goo that they squirt into your ear. Jesus God. Yeah. They squirt this goo into your ear and it and it sits there for a while. And uh, first of all there's a tube that goes in a little not not very far. It's not painful. But yeah. then they put this goo in there and make basically um they make a mold of the inside of your ear. And then they they take that and you get it back later and it looks like a cool earplug. I got to be honest with you. When you started explaining that, I thought you were still talking about braces. And I was like, why the fuck are they putting goo in your ear? <laughs> oh, no. The, braces on. Yeah, I guess that was kind of confusing. The reason why I was talking about braces, I had braces when I was a kid. And they take this thing that's, I guess, kind of like the shape of the top of your mouth and the bottom of your mouth. And it's filled with the same kind of weird goo. Goo. Yeah. And they put Ectoplasma. It in there. Yeah, something like this. Very strange shit. And they put it. They press it up to the top of your mouth, and it takes a mold of your teeth, and they right. pull it out. And so it's w- whatever this uh, medical goo is that that makes molds of things. Right on. So I'm getting those because my grandma called me yesterday, and she was like, "Charlie, I watched a program where there's an <laughs> epidemic with musicians and their hearings, or she said performers, performers and their hearing later in life. I don't care what it costs." I'm getting you earplugs and you're wearing them. And I was like, well, luckily Starfire kind of knows what the deal is. And so, yeah, man, I've had mine for years. I'd probably, man, I don't even know how many years, a long time though. And, uh, I really like them. They're, they're good. I, I wear them probably half the time. I don't wear them at every single show, but, but you have, uh, 25 dB, I'm going to get 15. Yeah, definitely go with the 15. I think I'm going to get some new filters. The cool thing is they have filters that pop off of them. Right. So you can, they have one that's that's uh, like a solid filter. There's or It's not even a filter, it's a solid piece of plastic that goes over it for like, if you're out at a show watching, you know, you can have that if it's super, super loud. What, um, are you doing this at the uh, UNT? Yeah. How much does it cost? 200. 200, huh? Yeah. Are you UNT alumni? Uh, well, can be. That's tricky. A for, you're a former student, though. Yeah. <laughs> you might be able to get uh, some sort of student discount. Okay. If you still have like your ID, maybe even if it doesn't work, you might be able to say, "Hey, I was in the music school," and they might hook you up. Because I got a pretty good deal on them. I think they were like 130 or something like that. Yeah. So two hundred all together with the doctor's visit. Yeah, with the doctor's visit, everything. Well, that's not bad. Whatever it is, it's worth it. You know. Right. Yeah. Your ears, man. <laughs> huh? It's your ears. Getting <laughs> <laughs> worked out better. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> I'm pretty good about. I just have some, uh, you know, very like generic. I've had them forever too. Um, the ones with the but, filters on them, but they're not really molded to your ears. Yeah. 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 For singers, or I mean, for other 
uh, for most people, it's drum cymbals. That's what I've heard that will really fuck up your hearing. That's what gets me. Is yeah. too, if I'm too close to cymbals, like yeah. if I'm standing right on top of it, they yeah. hit me because they shh. Yeah. And they just start, your ears start squealing. Yeah, me too. But if I'm like away from the cymbals, no problem. Right. But if it's got nowhere to go except my ear, it hurts. For me, it depends on how long the set is and how many shows I'm doing in a row. You know, if I'm doing like one short set and I'm not, and I'm only playing like, you know, a couple of gigs that week, then it's not that big of a deal. But if I'm playing four or five shows in a week and they're like long sets, I've got to wear those earplugs because you get fatigued easily. See, that's the, I've heard that's sort of what the deal is rather than, let's say, a gunshot going off, you know, your ear will ring, but it's more, it has more to do with, like, I think standing out in front of, Mm-hmm, of, for of sure. a PA system is is worse because if you monitor that stuff, your typical room will be about 110 decibels. Yeah, like a jet engine. Yeah. yeah, and and it's not if you listen to that for five minutes, no big deal. But it's it's the idea that you're hearing it for 40 minutes or, or three longer. hours, yeah, yeah. and that's where that's where the the actual damage for tends sure. to happen. I think, and you know, like you were saying, if we're playing for an hour and a half. Let's say like the blue light, they have those really good monitors. And so I know it's going to be loud. Mm-hmm. I know that everyone's going to, everyone's amps are going to be where they want them. Then he's going to be, he's, you know, I'm sure every, every drummer wants more in the monitor than I do. So he automatically crank so, it up. So I just do the earplugs. I'm not able to like hear detail as well, but I just stick yeah, with it, you know? Blue light's one of those places that they have a lot of firepower in there. You know? Yeah, and uh, it's a small place, so it, mm-hmm. it gets very loud in there. It, but, yeah, especially on stage, it's it's kind of weird because the thing to do there that we don't do a lot is turn down and tune up. You right. Know? Because it, it, the the first thing that you want to do, the natural instinct, is step back and turn up. You know? Yeah. Because you can't hear anything. But then everybody starts competing. It's just one of those rooms, man. It gets out of control quick, and once it's out of control, it's gone. But another thing is, is when I see bands at the blue light, I can never hear the fucking lead guitar player. Yeah, and yeah. for some just, reason, just I don't the know. Mercy of the sound man, there, you know. Well, I mean, it, it, they they've have been good through sound guys. There. Yeah, it's, they have good sound guys, and but and it's been not just it's been every. I've been going to the blue light for fucking almost ten years, you know, yeah. and it's always been that way. And I wonder why the hell that is. I don't know, man. I I think it's something to do with with the. Uh, the sound system maybe being too powerful, right? Maybe you know? that sound system you could you could bump a pretty large room with that. Mm-hmm. I bet it's one of those where if you went and sat in that in that sound nest, it'd sound perfect, right? Yeah, you know. But being there in the floor, right in front of those subs, it's like you're just you're getting so much of that, right? That's probably right. That's probably yeah. true. Yeah, you know, there, every every room is has its own you know unique characteristics that that yeah. you kind of tailor to and so like at dan's i almost never wear my earplugs because jimmy tim tends to be i think he does a good monitor mix as far as like doing it from front of house Mm -hmm. but he i think he's he's conservative i've never like can i get more of that and then like whoa yeah you know he's he's, he tends to be very like you know just kind of go up increment and that's kind of a strange room too because it doesn't project the sound along the whole room you know it kind of just goes right at the back wall yeah you know which is kind of i mean it sounds great in there but it's well, it's kind of weird <coughs> how it's uh live sound in general there's not you, much depth you've got to be like right in front the of room. the speakers to really 
get what the sound guy is hearing. Yeah. You know? And if you're not, then you hear some distortion of it or some There's a, alteration. He's got a weird setup going on in there. We don't have to... One of these days we'll have Jimmy, the sound guy from Dan Silverleaf, come Talk about on. all this shit. He's going to be on the podcast. He knows a lot more about this than we in do. Fact, in fact, we could probably just sit him in here with the microphone and all of us leave and we'll come back with a three-hour podcast <laughs> about sound. You know, that's actually a great idea. We could just record Jimmy talking about sound. <laughs> and I'll put it together, and it'll be a weekly podcast. Yeah. Just Jimmy talking about sound. It's going to be a totally separate podcast. Whoever right. has the whoever has the Dan show that week, you got to go and like spend a few minutes with Jimmy and get yeah. him. Yeah, you got to you got to smoke a cigarette with Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm I'm going to pitch that to Jimmy next time I see him. I'm no, like, let's do it under the radar. Let's just do you know. Okay, kind of like the Doctor Octagonopus thing. All right, so. Uh, this is going to be a covert operation. Yeah, somebody will just have like their iPhone in their front pocket right here. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just kind of doing it. You know, it, I think it's a great idea because, uh, like I said, Jimmy knows a lot about this shit. And uh, he's, a, he's a good person to talk to. He's a knowledgeable motherfucker. Now there's Buffalo Jim Buffalo Jim. guys remember the news story of uh the girl uh jessica down the well yep yesterday 20 uh well no it wasn't 25 years because on the 25th anniversary there was a trust fund that was given to her um am i serious are you did i really just guess that yeah i haven't heard anything about this that was good (laughs) yesterday was like the 26th or 27th anniversary but yeah they gave her uh like a million dollars i swear to god i'm clairvoyant wow so she, so she's. Uh, That's pretty good. So she's uh, grown up. Yeah, you know, I I never thought of. That's one of those things. You have a news story, and you're like, oh, okay, she's all right. We're done with that. <laughs> okay. On to the next news she story. Can, she can die for all I care. Head <laughs> to me. She came out. She came out smelling like a rose on that. But all those rescue workers. There's been a lot of them commit suicide and shit. What? Why? Really? Man, they get you know. Well, you know that was a media, good movie. You know how the media did it. It was just that was the only story going on in America for the whole time she was down there. And um, the guy that went down there and got her and brought her back up, he killed himself because you know he got all this attention and he had all this and everything was great and then it was gone. Hmm. And he didn't know how to act, and a lot of those people were like that. You know, weird. So they go and the media goes in there and makes stars out of these heroes and then but when the next big story comes along those guys are are done you know they're like and it just you know people like that simple people like that that just are doing their job they can't handle that kind of shit 
you know, that kind of attention or fame or whatever, and it <laughs> kind of sent him into a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, not exactly on the same subject, but on the subject of media making people famous who didn't necessarily see it coming. There's the, have you heard about this whole Fiona Apple thing with her getting arrested and shit? Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard, yeah. And so they found hash on her bus, so that's like a federal offense, right? And they're... Because she crossed state lines with it, too. They're going to throw the book at her, right? But it's this fucking sheriff. Yeah, that faggoty-ass sheriff. Yeah. Who arrested Willie, Snoop Lion. Yeah. Some other guy, too. And this guy (sighs) is, is becoming a celebrity because... He's arresting people who have weed, like yeah. people who aren't doing anything, but he arrests high-profile people who aren't hurting anybody, but he wants to make it a point. A Napoleonic sheriff. Yeah. and some So she got arrested, and then she got out on bail and did her show and was talking mad shit on stage. At, at Windstar? Because uh, that's where she played the, direct, the night after yeah. was Windstar. Yeah, it must have been, because she was saying... Uh, most of the people were nice to her there, but there were four people, and she said she's not going to name names unless she has to. Four people who apparently did some shit, and she says that they're idiots because they think she couldn't hear what they were saying, and like she was like really pissed off about this. But this guy, the sheriff, then fires back a letter to her, or like a public letter, saying talking shit to her. I don't, I don't even remember exactly what went back and forth, but they're, they're making a big deal out of this. And the, the worst thing I think is that they're trying to make her go to prison because she had a little fucking plant, you know? That's ridiculous. Goddamn ridiculous, man. If she goes to prison, I will, I will go down there and protest. I will. I will, too. And let me tell you something. I now, love Fiona Apple. I think for that once that son of a bitch ain't resting people like that, and then he goes home and drinks him a fifth of fucking Jack or something. Yeah, he, and he's the high and mighty. Rapes his granddaughter or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's the high and mighty. He just, he's gotten a little fame, and he wants it. <laughs> yeah, dude Dude sounds like a dick, man, he's for sure. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. You know. <laughs> I wouldn't piss on him if he's on fire. That fucking son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. That poor woman. That poor woman. <laughs> so he's running the he's running the Gestapo down there, I guess. Huh? Yeah, man. It's just it's just crazy. I I I can't. The, the future is so fucking crazy. We're living in it. You know what? Is. If I were California, now this, you can do the, oh, it's a federal offense, huh? Yeah. Fuck. If it was just like a county offense, if I were California, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not extraditing her for this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's because it's, it's because it's you hash. You would never be able to go back, come back to Texas. Like, but. if it wasn't hash, then it wouldn't be a federal. It would have been a state All right, so what? I know th- from experience what the difference is but what is the difference between marijuana for the listeners and hash like it's a concentrated form of marijuana that's basically the resins and the the oils and stuff yeah (laughs) okay it's more it it, yeah and it does it's more potent from from what i hear that's the word on the street ridiculous but it's yeah it's ridiculous first of all that it's illegal at all but if you have something that is more potent than something else. That's that's a worse offense. Like, right. oh, oh, you have, yeah, like you've got you've got whiskey, <laughs> you've got whiskey instead of beer. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's a federal offense. Now, if you only had a six pack of beer, 
It'd be all right, and you'd be going down to county, and you get out in the morning. Yeah. But you, you got go. this bottle of whiskey, so we're gonna throw the book at you, yeah. and you're fucked, bitch. That's what I love about society is people like that, like rich women, go to the doctor and raise their skirt a little higher and get them a prescription of Valium, and then drive home drinking a fucking martini or something. But they're the good ones. But because I smoke weed, I'm a druggie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, everybody's a druggie in some way, form or fashion. You get out of that to just say, I smoke weed, I'm a druggie. Oh, now you can do it for me, too. <laughs> All right. Good. Both of you guys are druggies. <laughs> if they, f- if Fiona Apple goes to prison because of that dick, I'm... <laughs> we might want to edit that part out. <laughs> I'm not saying to do it because I don't want to, you know, muzzle Charlie, but I'm saying... I'll... <laughs> put Take him down and... I think we should probably say, let's get, go down there and get a titty twister. I'm going to go down there. Double titty twister. And I'm going to f*** him. Okay, we're going to have to delete all that. He better not send her to prison. You only get to delete one. Which one? Yeah, which one's it going to be? <laughs> you get one edit per podcast. Which <laughs> how, what, what three did I say? <laughs> and something else. What's <laughs> the other thing you didn't want? What you doing over there, Starfire? You so, looking something up? This guy's name is Rusty Fleming. Rusty. Um, Hudspeth County, Texas. So uh, if you guys want to... I'm looking for his phone number so I can give it to you so you guys can call I him. I want to call... Let's call him on the podcast. Wait, wait, check this out. This is kind of relevant. The main message that he said to her was just shut up and sing. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh. Is that a... That's bad, right? That's bad, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah, that, isn't that kind of what we all want? Here's another comment. Now that you've been arrested, it appears your entire career has been jump started. Don't worry, sweetie, I won't bill you. Oh, see, call him the sweetie. The her, her lawyer. That's sexual harassment. Him over mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the last piece of advice is simple: just shut up and sing. Sincerely, asshole Rusty Fleming. I I added the asshole. <laughs> what an arrogant prick. <laughs> he is. He's just one of those typical like what gives Texas a bad name. Fucking hasty. You know. Yep. That's his uh, red badge of courage is his little part of the... I'll tell you what, man. Did you see how I busted that fucking Fiona Apple singer? I bust rock stars here. You know, we undressed her and we got her in the back and all the boys was looking at her through the peepholes and it was, yeah. man, we're going to send her to prison. Yeah, man. That's, uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy shit. Don't you think if if he's smart and he's actually trying to build a case against her, that he would know that doing something like that only hurts it. <laughs> exactly. Makes you look like uh, you're just a vindictive, vindictive asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You said a lot earlier, because obviously he's not smart. Well, right. Because but nobody I mean, would shoot off a letter like that. Right. Yeah. Nobody. I bet the DA, uh, and you don't know also that the DA out there is on his side. Right. You know? Uh, and so whatever, you, you, I bet his DA is like, oh, Jesus. I hope they're not you used know? to federal cases. So like with this stuff, because Willie just had some weed. I hope that... Uh, like they figure out that he's in some like Tulia ish, some sort of weird corrupt, corrupt drug, bust, yeah. drug drug thing where he sells drugs actually and gets money or gets money for letting some through and that would be awesome. Wouldn't right? that be awesome? That would be and he goes poetic. to prison. Yeah, that, that would be the shit. And then I would go there and watch him and just go ha ha. And well, point you know, at really, him. I I'm gonna. I, <laughs> you know, I mean, it really, it's not even, it's not even that. It's, it's, the, just quit fucking with people, dude. Yeah, you know? exactly. You can be an asshole. Just don't fuck with other people. I don't, I don't give a shit if you're a dick, Rusty. Right. 
You could be a dick. That's fine. Well, you, you, Rusty, an open letter to Rusty. Yeah. It's fine if you're an asshole, but quit fucking with people. Yeah. Because it's, you know, what goes around comes around. Yeah. That boy's going to get his. I guarantee you. He's going to fuck up one too many times, or he's going to take down the wrong person. He's going to say the wrong thing. Well, that letter says it all, sweetie. Yeah, there's a special you know, place. Mm-hmm. There's a special place in heaven for people like that, and it's called hell. You know, I got a, <laughs> I I got a, uh, I got some advice for old Rusty Shackelford. There is uh, look up the fucking word professionalism in the dictionary. This ain't the old west. He goes probably sits down there and walks with a fucking gun on his hip and his chest out. And yeah, I think that's what he thinks it is, and I'm sure the dude thinks he's doing good, and he thinks, oh, people smoking pot are what's wrong with this country. He likes the headlines. If you would have told me there'd be people with rings in their noses and in green hair. <laughs> You're gonna make a mistake. You're gonna do it on purpose. You're gonna waste my time. Cause I'm full as a tick. And I'm scratching at the surface. So what, should we have a song of the week? Do we have a song of the week? What's the word? Uh, yeah, let's do a song of the week. Um, let's see here. There's some new uh, Neil Young tunes up on YouTube, but they're really long. Really long. Uh, there's one called Walk Like a Giant up on YouTube. Like how long is really long? I mean, I, I like, I like uh, two minute, 50 second songs. So, you know, really anything more than that's real long to me. <laughs> Charles, if you got something in mind, you always know what's going on with new music. I don't. Re- I haven't been paying too much attention lately. Oh, you know what? I got the. I have the new Dwight Yoakam. Oh, dude! Ooh, new could, Dwight Yoakam. We could. We could play my favorite song off that, which L- is. Let's do it. Yeah, I think. I think that's where it's at. I didn't know he had a new one. Brand new, buddy. Two came out. Not maybe not September 11th, but like the week after. Ah. Uh-huh. So this one's kind of a funny one, and it's not really. Um, I think I like it so much because it's a, it's almost a. Uh, here it's that Starfire. that second one called Waterfall. Don't because go it's. Chase. Sorry. You know who wrote that song? TLC. Paul McCartney. It's on his second solo album, McCartney Two. You heard that shit? Mm-mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, yeah. So I really I love this song because it's just a pop song and it's really, it's just very, it's a departure. From from what you normally get from Dwight, you want to turn it up. And what's what's the name of the album? Three pairs. Three pairs, like P E A R S. Uh huh. He's been doing a lot of uh, media stuff, going around singing his songs for people. He's a bad motherfucker. Let's check it out. Waterfall. If I had a waterfall, we wouldn't wonder not at all how much fun each day was gonna be. If I had a mountaintop, I know we would never stop 
climbing way high up to look and see If I had a jellyfish, bet you we would never miss A single peanut butter kiss or squeeze If I had a waterfall, it might not make no sense at all That won't matter much to you and me Babies get born even in a war I guess just to show us what living is for And my heart still believes in love For what we need can be enough If we'll just stop If I had a big giraffe Tried to dance and made us laugh Every smile and giggle would be free If I had a big moonlight We'd turn it back on every night Just so the dark could try and get some sleep And if I had a rocket ship We'd go places really quick Then have a time to stop and get ice cream If I had a big giraffe, he'd have to take a real long bath And that's why waterfalls are really neat Babies get bored even in a war I guess just to show us what living is for You can imagine where it goes from there. He's a badass. He picks up his guitar pick, finishes his song. <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped it. It's like, oh, shit. I like that. It caught me off guard there in the middle when it just kind of. Yeah. I thought it was cool, man. I love Dwight Yoke. Jesus. Me too. too. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. He's great. So, yeah, three pairs. He was, uh, I actually saw him on a talk show. He said he, he watched that George Harrison documentary. And when he was George was talking about how they were getting into drugs and stuff, they showed that picture of Lennon wearing three pairs of glasses. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, look at John. He's wearing three pairs over there. And that's how he... he really? Yeah. That's Came great. up with the title he liked. When did this album come out? Like I said, like mid-September. Okay, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, he's getting around. His drummer actually was just in town because uh, he's a he's a former Dentonite. He used to play in Brave Combo. Really? His name is Mitch Marine. He was awesome. on uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel's not Jimmy Kimmel uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Not the drummer Dwight was. Couple, Dwight was probably a couple weeks ago, three month ago, something like that. I'm gonna listen to that. Probably had something to do with <clears throat> that record. Oh, it had a little bit to do with it. Awesome. Well, we uh, we made it through podcast number 60. Good to be ah, back, guys. A nice round number of 60. 60 podcasts. This was a tough one. Well, you know, we tried to start it several times. Maybe we've had some false starts. And, uh, but, but we have come to the end. And uh, tune in next week, folks. Good to be back, y'all. I promise there's going to be a podcast, another one after this. All right. Farewell. For producer James the Robot, technical engineer Nikola Tesla, and your host Starfire on the Mountain and Charlie Shafter, this has been another episode of You Can't See Us.